welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, pretty much, uh, it was a pretty decent night of fights. Um, talk about some of them. Uh, mainly, there's a lot of different things to talk about in this, but uh, I got a lot of things to say. Um, it's snowing bad out here and where I'm at, but uh, anyways, Kelvin Gaslam. Was it? Was it? Kevin Gaslam versus Heinzik. I mean, Kevin Gaslam, you know, everybody was praising Kevin Gaslam, but the reality is, is he does well against fighters where all he has to do is be bigger, stronger, faster against. That's it. You know, when he ha- when he's in a situation where he has to be better, you know, he he doesn't do well. You know, he only does well in fights where all he has to do is be the bigger, stronger, faster, and guy that hits harder. The bigger, but in pretty much in fights where all he has to do is be bigger, stronger, faster, and hit harder. That's it. That's all. That's all it is. And he won this fight because he was the better athlete. That's that's pretty much generally how he won. Just he was the better athlete. So no real surprise there. Um, Alexa. Alexa Grasso versus Macy Barber. So this fight, I mean, I've always said I never, I'm never sure about undefeated. Whenever there's a fighter that's like undefeated or the UFC or the UFC tries to pump up, you know, that has a lot of hype behind them that the UFC tries to pump up. I'm never sold on them right away. Macy Barber was one of those fighters. I was never sold on her being a top contender i was never sold on her being a top talent i was never sold on her whatsoever she had some good fights good for her i'm like we've never really seen her tested we don't really know how good she is when being the better martial artist is all there is and we saw that in her fight with roxanne modafferi where pretty much roxanne was beating her ass i mean yeah she got injured but she was getting her ass kicked before the injury so you know and Sure enough, you know, that's what happened. And this is exactly the same thing that happened before. You know, she, this is, she had a lot of hype behind her. Everybody was expecting her to, you know, rise to the occasion and she got shut down. You know, she's honestly not that good. You know, she's a good fighter, not really a great fighter. I mean, she's average at best. That's pretty much. That that's pretty much Macy Barber is just she's she's average at best. But um, one thing that I noticed, and you know Alexa Grasso, the girl's good. I mean, you can tell that she's really improving. I mean, you could see the improvements in her game. I mean, one of the things that really, the one of the things that really struck me in this fight was Macy Barber's reactions to getting punched versus Alexa Grasso's reactions to getting punched you know macy barber every time she got hit she would tense up and blast where alexa grasso she would get hit but she would stay calm you know she was never she would never throw something just to throw it she would either throw something or get out of the way either way it was always a smooth tactical decision it was never just out of just reaction you know and that's what really you know that was what really won her the fight is the fact that she was the more common more i mean that she was the more calm more composed fighter that's what won her that's what won her the fight was that she was more calm more composed and 
just she she figured that she had an answer for anything that Macy Barber did. I mean, I know Joe Rogan and the commentators were were talking all this mess and saying how impressed they were with Macy Barber for, you know, just throwing for the fences in the third round, you know, and going for broke. That's great if you're actually landing something. And she wasn't really landing anything. She would land like maybe one shot at the most and it wasn't really effective you know she would exactly she would land one shot at the most and then Alexa Grosso would either fire back you know stop her stop her momentum or get out of the way and make her miss completely it was like she like I said it, it's great that she was willing to go for broke but going for broke doesn't mean anything if you're not landing anything or doing any sort of effective damage and, you know and not one time did you see uh, Alexa Grasso show any signs of, you know, you know, of any signs of slowing down, fatigue, or any sort of mental fatigue. Usually when a fighter, when somebody just blitzes them like that, they freak out, you know, their mind, they, they get mind fucked. But Alexa Grasso stayed very calm and very composed, you know, even when, you know, Macy Barber was just swinging for the fences and throwing haymakers, she was very calm. She didn't freak out. She, you know, she was composed in those situate in those situations. And, you know, like I said, it just, it was very strange to me that the commentators were praising her for, you know, doing little to no damage whatsoever. You know, Macy Barber. That's who I'm referring to. Like, it was very so. It was very weird that they were going out of their way praising Macy Barber for doing for going for broke and landing and and landing nothing. You know, it was a little surprising to me. I mean, she didn't really land anything. She wasn't landing anything really anything significant i mean from what i could tell she landed like one shot every now and then and then she would get shut down i mean it was like i mean she wasn't really doing anything effective like good for her she went for broke but like i said she wasn't really landing anything so it just it wasn't really it wasn't really that impressed it, it wasn't really anything to be impressed by i mean she she you know that's good that she, you know, that she had the heart to do it, but, everybody, I mean, good for her, she went for broke, but like I said, it, it doesn't, I mean, going for broke doesn't really mean anything if you're not landing anything, I mean, and, and like I said, she wasn't landing anything, there was nothing really effective that she was able to do at all, I mean, so, I mean, that's what it was a little strange that the judges that the commentators were giving her so much praise when she wasn't really landing anything with it. I mean, good for her. She went for broke. But excuse me, like I said, it doesn't mean anything if you're if you're not landing anything or doing anything effective. And there was nothing really effective in that that really gave that showed any signs of that that gave that showed any signs or really gave Alexa Grasso any sort of problems in that third round I mean like I said it was just it was so impressive how calm and composed she was you know like I said every time she punched she got punched she didn't tense up every time Macy Barber would blitz her she never freaked out and threw haymakers calm composed made smart decisions i mean it, it was really impressive to me so the, and like i said like like i said i don't know why they're giving macy barber so much praise 
like I said, she wasn't really landing anything or, or doing anything effective when going for broke. So, I mean, so yeah, just, I don't know. That was a little weird. Um, Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert Burns. I mean, this was a fight where it pretty much went exactly how I expected. I mean, a lot of people assumed it was going to be like Masvidal. Obviously, no, it's not. Okay, it was not going to go like that. Like I said before, Gilbert Burns is a grappler learning to strike. Kamaru Usman is a grappler learning to strike. So, if anything, it is going to be a stand-up battle. You know, unless for some odd reason it does go to the ground, it is mostly going to be stand-up. Because neither guy, because both guys' grappling skills are going to cancel each other out. Just like what happened with Colby and Usman. Both were high-level wrestlers, so they both stuck to the stand-up. That's usually what happens in MMA. Two people who are really good in the grappling usually end up standing and banging. Now, a lot of people are getting hyped up over Usman striking, but the thing is, is he didn't, the thing is, Gilbert Burns' striking is, it, it's really not that much of improved. He just hits really hard, okay? He's just, he's really good, and that's it. People assume that because you hit hard and you throw a lot of punches, that means you have high-level striking, okay? That doesn't mean you have high-level striking, Okay, and that's kind of a problem in MMA where people assume that. And, you know, yeah, he looked good, but once again, he was fighting another grappler who doesn't really have great striking in Tyrone Woodley, who only throws a big right hand. So when people were gawking over Gilbert Burns' striking, I was like, his striking isn't really that good to begin with. And, you know, he looked good against a guy who only has one big right hand, which is easy to prepare for. And on top of that, I mean, his striking all around isn't that much, isn't that good to begin with. I mean, he just, like I said, he hits really hard. That's it. He hits really hard and has his own little signature punches that he likes to throw. You know, that's it. You know, kind of like with, with most grapplers, they get attached to a particular punch or a particular combo and they stick to that and they throw that all the time okay that doesn't mean you're a high level striker if you have a really if you hit really hard or have a signature punch okay it just but everybody assumes that you know every, everybody everybody assumes that you know which is ridiculous to me so going into this fight i said most likely if it's stand up Usman will win because when it comes to grapplers learning to strike he is the better striker when it comes to strikers He's not average at best, but when it comes to fighting grapplers learning to strike, he is the top dog. You know, like I said, Burns, his striking really isn't that good. He just hits really hard and he throws a lot of punches. That's it. That's really all there is to it. I mean, he hits really hard and he throws a lot of punches. I mean, that's it. There's really no technique into what he does, which is just like, I mean... And that's about it. And Usman, he actually, you can tell he actually works on his striking. I mean, the way he was throwing that jab, it was like, I mean, it was a piston. And I mean, it was so impressive to me. Once again, when we're talking about, you know, 
you know, being composed, just like Alexa Grasso, you know, Kamara Usman was extremely composed despite being hurt, despite being backed up, which we'd never really seen. He was very calm and very composed. I mean, that's the one thing that really stands out to me out of all of his fights in his fights with this fight, Masvidal, Colby, Tyrone Woodley. He's so calm and he's so composed despite the situation, whether he's winning, whether he's in a good position or bad position. You never see him. You never you you never see him chaotic. You never see him, you know, uncomposed. He's always calm within the chaos. And as Teddy Atlas has put it, when you're calm in the chaos, you could see everything. You could see things that have never been seen before. You know, you could see the things that other people aren't seeing. And that's what, you know, and that's what really impressed me with Kamaro Usman. That's what really impressed me with Alexa Grasso was that they were both calm in the chaos. And no matter what their opponent did, they were always calm. They were always calculated and they never once, they never once fell to whatever pressure. They never fell to the pressure of whatever the situation gave them, you know, and that's what was really impressive to me about to about both the co-main event and the main event that stuck out. And I mean, that's pretty much the lesson. If there's a lesson to be learned from this fight is from the co-main event and the main event is learn to be calm in the chaos. That is the lesson to be learned, you know, be calm in the chaos, you know, watch these, you know, when you watch the co-main event and you watch the main event, learn to be calm in the chaos, you know, um, you know, as pretty much this, like I said, but at the end of the day, like I said, his striking looked good when fighting other grapplers. Um, for the thing is, um, I don't even know why I brought that up again. I already made that point. But anyways, but uh, the thing is, so moving forward for Gilbert Burns, I mean, well, what was actually was fun. I mean, with Gilbert Burns is... Um, he, you know, he, he had a good run. You know, it's kind of like what I said before. I mean, he's looked good against particular opponents. Um, like I said, that doesn't change the fact that he earned his spot. But like I said, the opponents that he fought, you know, he looked good against because of, you know, stylistic reasons and things like that. Um this is going to be, it's very interesting. I don't know where Gilbert Burns goes from here. It's a hard loss. I mean, your friend is still a champ, and if he climbs his way back up, I mean, you're going to have to fight him again. I mean, could he beat him? I don't think so. Um, going down to lightweight, I mean, that's that's kind of an issue. For, that'll, that's kind of an issue for him, but you never know. I mean, the thing is, I've always said is, when it comes to the fight game, you have to play chess while everybody's playing checkers. And that's pretty much what fighters like Kobe and Masvidal and, that, and that's what these guys are doing is they're playing chess while everybody is playing checkers. You know, everybody thinks that Masvidal's ducking or Kobe's ducking. And it's just like, dude, you, you got to understand, you got to know how to play the game. And, you know, you have to learn how to play the long game. And that's what, you know, Masvidal and Kobe and so many guys are doing. And... What was interesting to me is though is the thing is at the end of the fight, Usman called out Masvidal. Now the reason for this, and to give you guys some backstory, is well he not necessarily called him out, but he went on a rant. And the reason for this is because 
leading up to this fight, Usman said that he wants a rematch with Masvidal because he fought with a broken nose in that fight, and he didn't per and he didn't feel that he performed that well due to that. So Masvidal, being Jorge Masvidal, responded on Twitter and said, "You know, hey." He pretty much said, you know, I broke your nose on six days notice in three weeks. I take your belt, full training camp. I mean, full training camp, I take your head. And of course, this and that is what prompted the rant from Usman when he called out Jorge Masvidal. Out. One thing to note is Jorge Masvidal is a money fight. Um, Kamaru Usman got a big paycheck from that fight, bigger than he did with Kobe. I mean, I have no problem with it. One, because I would like to see what would happen if Masvidal fought Usman on a full training camp. Number two, I think Usman deserves it. To me, he deserves the money fight. I mean, he deserves any money fight, that, whether it's Masvidal, Connor, GSP, reason for, Khabib. The reason for this is because the guys earned it. He he climbed his way to the top. He did. He he traveled the hard road, which is not easy. He fought whoever there was the UFC can give him, and he won the title and defended it. He did all the right things. He you know as a contender, as a champion, he deserves the money fight. He deserves to call the shots on who he wants to fight. He earned he earned that right. To say that he doesn't is is asinine. So. You know, I mean, a rematch with Jorge Masvidal, somebody who he's beaten, who hasn't fought since that last fight. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Usman deserves it. I mean, he deserves to call the shots on who he fights next because he's fought everybody. He's fought everybody that the UFC threw at him. So at this point, he, he rules the world, you know, so. When it comes to, you know, when it comes when it comes to this fight, I mean. A lot of people, the thing is with the thing with this fight is a lot of people keep saying that, you know, Masvidal was training for Usman. Yes, he was training for Usman at the beginning when the fight was set. But when the fight got scrapped, he stopped training for a fight and was and pretty much was just training just to train. There's some that that's the thing people don't understand. There's a difference between training for a fight and just training just to train. When the fight between him and Usman was set the first time, he was training for Usman. Yes, that's right. But when he the fight got scrapped, and you know they gave the shot to Gilbert Burns, you know, especially due to the fact that Masvidal wanted to get paid more money. They changed, you know, what happened. He stopped training for a fight. He was training, but he was just training just to train. He wasn't really training for a fight. And you can tell he was tapering off of his diet, too, you know, and you could tell because he was, like I said, he was tapering off of his diet. I mean, if you watch his, um, if you watch his diary of, of a street fighter, you know, that he has, which, which is a good series, by the way, awesome. I think anyone, I think you guys should watch it. You know, that's exactly what you see. I mean, you see him just, all right, just eating whatever, you know, eating whatever, grubbing on whatever, whatever food he can get his hands on because he's not training for a fight. There's no reason 
to taper off. There, there's no reason to stick to a diet if you're not going to fight. And you can tell that he tapered off his diet. You know, you could see it in his body. And if you and you could see it in the behind the scenes during the weight cut. You know, during the weight cut, he had a hard time losing those 20 pounds. I mean, like I said, because he was not training for a fight. He was just training just to train and just eating whatever the fuck he wanted because he wasn't he wasn't fighting, you know, and that's something that people seem to don't realize. And it's like those details that people seem to overlook. It's like they only see one part, but they never watch the rest of the video or read the rest of the book, you know. So with that, so when people keep saying, oh, well, Masvidal was actually training for Usman the whole time. No, he wasn't. OK, he was training in the beginning. And then when the fight got scrapped, he stopped training for Usman and was just training just to train and eating like shit. OK, that's it. So enough of that. But all in all. I mean, Uz all in all, I mean, I think it'd be an interesting fight um, between Usman and you know, Masvidal, I would love to see how that fight goes. I honestly, I personally would just love to see him fight Kobe again, just because I'm not going to lie. I loved seeing Kobe get beat because I thought Kobe wasn't really that good of a fighter <laughs> to begin with. I didn't really think Kobe deserved to get an interim title. And I still don't think he deserved ever to get an interim title. But um, that's just me. Uh, but all in all, you know, the the sky's the limit at this point. I mean... It's open. I mean, personally, I would love to see Masvidal. If there's someone to fight, I would love to see Masvidal rematch Wonder Boy. I mean, you know, I know people want to see Kobe him fight Kobe, but the reality is, him and Kobe aren't going to fight each other because the beef between them is fake. It's not real. I mean, it's just the beef between them is not real. They're just doing it for entertainment. Pretty much, it's like. It's pretty much, they're pr they're pretty much kayfabing, you know, like pro wrestling. You know, I'm pretty sure they're hanging out, texting each other, you know, behind closed doors, you know, and then when the cameras are on them, they act like they hate each other. I'm pretty sure because it's just, I, I don't buy it. If the fight hasn't happened, it's mostly because they don't want to fight each other because what they were, they were kayfabing each other. They were kayfabing and that's pretty much what it is, Um, you know. Uh, if it, you know, Kobe possibly will fight Leon Edwards. I mean, personally, I don't think Leon Edwards ever deserved a title shot based off his performances. Don't matter if he's undefeated. His performances haven't really, you know, said, said that he's title worthy. But I mean, but like I said, I mean, if he, you know, if he gets a, he gets a title shot, he gets a title shot. But, um, those two should, I mean, I think Kobe will win that one. Um, but all in all, I mean, sky's the limit for Usman. That's it. I mean, he can pretty much just do what he wants. Uh, so what's the next? What's the next topic discussed? Oh, yeah. So, so Gina Carano, for those of you who don't know, I'm pretty sure everyone knows, got fired for... Apparently, essentially, some tweets that she came out with. Now, the, the reason why was this. I mean, the thing is this, and it's real simple. The, the thing is, people don't understand context. The reality is, is the majority of people that say fuck her or say that she deserved the consequences or whatever the case may be people saying that it was wrong for what she posted or it was extreme or her tweets were not extreme. 
Okay, the things that she posted were not extreme. They were not offensive. You know, yeah, they were a difference of opinion. Get over it. Okay, the reality is, is, you know, she made an interesting point. She wasn't saying, and for those people who don't understand fucking context, she wasn't saying that conservatives are like the Jews. What she was saying, she was highlighting society in itself whether you're republican democrat i don't give a fuck what you are he was she was highlighting the state of society itself in which if you don't cater to the other side you are no you are not human you are a piece of shit and the way it starts is the me people letting the is the way it starts is the people letting the media manipulate them manipulate them into thinking into thinking that hating your neighbor and dehumanizing them is okay that's what she was pointing out you know because that's how how that's how the government gets their power is through the people and one of the ways they do it is by using the media to manipulate the people into hating their neighbor and that's what she was pointing out she wasn't trying to say republicans are like the jews she was highlighting why dehumanizing the dangers of dehumanizing another individual because of because of she was highlighting the dangers of dehumanizing someone because they might have a difference of opinion than you or they might be different from you in some sort of way and she was using the example of how the nazis did it which is true and it is true and that is the case and and what i mean and what she said is true that is literally how it's like today you know the media tells people that this person's not a human this person's evil that person's bad whatever uh, and then people believe it and then they just start you know treating anybody who has a difference of opinion or supports an idea or ideal and they treat them like dog shit you know they they assault them and attack them and and we've been seeing this you know for a while now and that's what she was highlighting the dangers of dehumanizing an individual the dangers of allowing the media to manipulate you into hating your neighbor but of course people couldn't really understand context because everyone's fucking stupid and they just obviously they need to go back to school they never paid attention to english class i'm sorry they never paid attention in english class so that's the reality of it. Um, the firing, like I said, and one of the things I said was, and I'm, and it's pretty much, look, Disney has the right to fire her. Okay. They're right. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of con consequence, but the reality is right is right and wrong is wrong. And firing somebody because they have a difference of opinion than you, or they don't have the same beliefs as you is wrong. And what Disney did was wrong regardless at the end of the day so there's no really way around it you can't you can't doesn't matter what side of the fence you are what disney did was wrong you know and so and that's the reality of it you know there's there's no way you there's no way to tiptoe around it what disney did was wrong i mean but yeah but anyways like i said fuck you disney that <laughs> that's pretty much what i've been saying for the past couple of days now is Fuck you, Disney. Um, all in all, uh, what was it? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder came out. The Zack Snyder Justice League trailer came out, and that I can't. I can't tell you how many more. How much more excited I am for it. 
I'm honestly, I can't tell you how much I'm like salivating March 18th for four hours. I am going to be, I, I tell people, don't talk to me. Don't text me. Don't bother me because for four hours I will be watching the Zack Snyder's Justice League, which looks amazing. I mean, you see Dark Side, Granny Goodness, Steppenwolf. I mean, it's it's going to be. And then, of course, they brought back Jared Leto's Joker, which I feel is one of the best Jokers ever. I think, like I've always said, I think Jared Leto's Joker was a great Joker. It's just people are so riding on Heath Ledger's dick. You know, you got to understand a lot of these people aren't really fans of the comics. And a lot of them are just Heath Ledger dick writers. And they're just riding his the Heath Ledger's dick so hard that they can't appreciate anyone who takes up the mantle and does a somewhat decent job. You know, they're just they're, like I said, they're just being biased. And like I said, and a lot of these people that are being biased are non-comic fans. Um but all in all, I am excited for that. Uh, excited for that. So, I made a joke. You know, going back to the fights, I made a joke, and it's kind of hilarious. So, I, I made a joke making a point. You know, making a point that to to Jimmy Smith, who's a great commentator, but like I said, just like Morton Combat and what was this? And the weighing in featuring Josh Thompson and Big John McCarthy and you know I think yeah also Morning Combat and the Weasel who I always had a hard criticism for you know he, he is a decent commentator and but I made a comment that he said I think it was I think it was last year when he fought when Masvidal fought Usman or when it was him and Diaz fought but I said Mas, you know I posted Jimmy Smith Masvidal is nothing more than a blown up lightweight. Masvidal goes the distance. Gilbert Burns, a blown up lightweight, gets finished by Kamaru Usman. And pretty much the joke was pretty much saying that, you know, you talked all this shit about this guy being a blown up lightweight, but yet he managed to do a far better job than pretty much far better job than most of Usman's opponents. He managed to land some significant shots, hurt him. And, you know, stuff a lot of his takedowns. Pretty much he stuffed majority of all his takedowns. I think Usman only managed to land three. You know, yeah, Gilbert Burns hurt him. You know, but like I said, it was like once Gilbert Burns hurt him, that was it. There was really nothing else Burns was really able to do after that. Um, just, you know, Masvidal was actually still able to do some stuff. You know, um... But it was a joke making fun of what Jimmy Smith said because, you know, I found it a little biased that he would make he would say something like that, given the fact that Gilbert Burns is also a lightweight coming up to welterweight. So some of these people, you know, you know, some of these people, I mean, they got their panties up in a bunch. This guy, David Donaldson, I don't even know. He has so much. <laughs> I mean, this dude needs to get a life. I mean, just like right now, he responded to something I said. He's Aaron Beard. See how stupid you are. I'm not even trying to insult you, little boy. I'm just telling the truth and you don't like it. It's exactly why you keep responding. I mean, dude, you're describing yourself. 
you're literally describing yourself. I mean, like, what's funny is, is that, and this is what I'm talking about with, with people on these type of pages is, you know, the natural born killers page, for example, which I'm on, you say something that straight, you know, just like with everybody on social media, you say something that strays from the norm or something that remotely makes sense. Like usually it's, you say something that has some sort of logic or whether you, whether making a joke or just making some sort of statement and it gets every, you know, it has a layer of truth to it and they get their panties all up in a bunch. You know, they get their, they get, they get their panties all up in a bunch. I mean, like this guy, Daniel Algarin. I don't even know how to, it's A-L-G-A-R-I-N, Daniel Algarin, I don't know how to pronounce that, you know, and then he goes on to say, y'all know why this dude does this, right? Stop giving this clown attention and he'll go away laughing my ass off. Oh, watching, oh, and go watch Weighing In or Modern Combat if you actually want to hear some meaningful in-depth analysis about fights last night because you won't be getting it from Mr. Beard. Well, dumbass, they don't really give you that in-depth analysis. A lot of them give a very biased analysis, all right? <laughs> the fact that you, you know, the thing is, the fact that you couldn't take the fucking joke, and then not only that, you're trying to tell people what to listen to, just goes to show you that not only that, not only did you have the logic to see my joke, but you didn't even have the logic to make a valid argument as to why whatever I was trying to point out is false. I mean, it's really, it's hilarious to me. You know, this guy gets his panties all up in a bunch, and, you know, he go, you know, but this is what I'm talking about. These people on here... They get their panties all up in a bunch and, you know, and it's not, and I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just making a point, you know, and I'm just making a point. And instead of trying to have a conversation with me, which I'm trying to do, they all proceed to insult. They all proceed to go off the rails. I mean, this dude, you know, telling me I'm smoking crack, like, bro, you're smoking crack. Like <laughs> you're insulting somebody through the keyboard. I mean, come on, dude, get a life. I mean, if if you're going to talk shit, you know, if you're going to say something like that, just say it to somebody's face. I mean, that's the whole reason why I make the points that I make, because I'm not trying to troll. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm making, you know, I'm trying to, you know, at least have a conversation. I'm trying to make a point and have some sort of, you know, valid conversation. And this is how, you know, a lot of these guys are casuals because, they can't have a valid, they don't have any sort of valid argument or any sort of valid point to make back to what I was saying. You know, like I said, this guy saying that, you know, you know, that these two that weighing in mortal, mortal morning combat, sorry, will have more meaningful and in-depth analysis you know, than me, it's kind of ridiculous because it's like, well, you're not really going to get that much in-depth analysis from them either because a lot of their analysis are biased. All right. They're, they're biased. Jimmy Smith's analysis is biased. I, you know, to have, you know, yeah, it's in depth, but it's only by their own biased viewpoints. That's the thing. I mean, it's just hilarious that, you know, this guy, 
this, this guy goes out of his way to say that instead of asking me what do instead of asking me you know what do i mean first of all he doesn't even have the logic to see that i was making a joke doesn't even have the logic to even ask me questions as to what do i mean or why would i say that and then goes on to try to tell people what to listen to knowing full well that both those guys have their own biased opinions about certain fights and certain situations and not all of them give in-depth analysis which is like i said it's hilarious that he says that I don't give an in-depth analysis. Well, why don't you ask me a question? Why don't you try to have a conversation with me instead of trying to, you know, put me down and try to insult me, which is why I said, you know, you know, yeah, you're the one to talk. But of course, you're a casual because, you know, you're not trying to have you don't have the logic and you're not trying to, you know, you're not trying to have a conversation. You're just trying to insult. That's all it is. And that's all it is. That's all it ever is. You know, most of these people, like I said, that just comment on on shit whenever that's the thing. You can't reason with these idiots on social media who go on and and go on these rants and, and talk this shit and insult and say this dumb shit like everybody else. You can't you can't reason with these people. I mean, like I said, because if you you give any sort of a logic, it's just insult, insult, insult. And they put you down. You know, they don't, like I said, they don't try to understand or have a conversation. They just insult, 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 get emotional, and they just keep going and going and going, acting stupid. You know, and, and it's just, and it's hilarious, you know, and it's just, you know, and it's just hilarious. Like this guy, David Donaldson, he's still going he he's still going at it like this guy has not stopped commenting on my shit you know i mean like i i mean he's literally have not and it's kind of sad really like dude you need to get a life like like you really need to get a life david donaldson like get a fucking life you know like, like straight up get a fucking life. I mean, you know, I mean, like, I'm, I mean, a lot of these people need to get a life. Like Daniel Algarin, if you got something to say, then let's have a conversation about it. Don't go on this stupid ass paragraph and try to make try to say that i'm being a troll and saying that i won't give no meaningful in-depth analysis when you never even listen to my podcast and you never really even had a conversation with me to begin with you never you know you haven't even you never even tried to have a conversation with me to begin with you know so you know i mean come <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I said, some of these people just, like I said, you can't reason with these idiots. They're just, like I said, all they're doing is just trying to insult, put you on the defensive, get you emotional, and just try to, you know, pretty much just be dickheads. And that's all it is. Because when you, when you present logic to the table, they can't stand it. And that's what pretty much a lot of these people on who, essentially comment on this post did so i mean all in all you know it was nice i mean it was nice talking to you thank you very much and uh see you later